Welcome to We Are Water, a podcast by Beaver Watershed Alliance. I'm Carrie Byron, and I work in outreach here at the Alliance. With this podcast, we aim to spark discussion on the importance of watershed conservation through conversations with our partners and stories from our field work. August is Water Quality Month, and this week we welcome Matthew Rich. Matt is an environmental specialist with Beaver Water District, and he is here today to talk about the 15th annual Secchi Day. Well, hey, Matt, welcome to the podcast. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. You bet. So let's talk about Secchi Day. Um, We're recording this podcast just a few days after Secchi Day 2020. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, where the name comes from to start with. Sure. The name of the event, Secchi Day, it refers to the instrument that we use, the Secchi Disc. Um, Secchi Day is a way for us to engage with the public, to inform them about water clarity and the body of water from which their drinking water originates, which is Beaver Lake. And so every year on the third Saturday in August, we ask a team of citizen science volunteers to collect Secchi depth readings, to collect water samples at about 35 different locations along an 80 kilometer or 50 mile transect from the headwaters to the dam. And this marks our 15th consecutive year of Secchi Day and water quality sampling efforts. Oh, that's awesome. So tell us about what is the Secchi Disc? Describe that and then how do you use it to take a rating in the water? Absolutely. So a Secchi Disc is just a circular disc about the size of a dinner plate and it's mounted to a rope and it is used to measure water transparency. The disc, it's about eight inches in diameter, and you can imagine it's divided into four quadrants with a large X, and it's painted black in opposing quadrants. And so a Secchi disc is used to quantify the amount of suspended materials in the water between the surface and the disc. So for instance, in the headwaters area of the lake, Secchi depths can average between half a meter and say one meter, because of all the suspended sediment, but near the dam, after those suspended sediments have fallen out, we see Secchi depths as much as five or 10 meters or more. And so this implies that more suspended material is in the headwaters. Okay, okay, that's great. Yeah, interestingly interestingly enough, um, the Secchi disc wasn't invented by some famous limnologist or oceanographer, but rather, a very prolific astronomer, an Italian astronomer, uh, by the name of Angelo Secchi in 1865. Uh, While living in the U.S., uh, after the Jesuits were exiled from Rome, he befriended an American Navy commander that piqued his interest in aquatic sciences. And so later, as scientific advisor to the Pope, he was commissioned to quantify water clarity in the Mediterranean Sea. And so he used his invention on, for the first day on April 20th, 1865. Wow. And how we use, how do we take a Secchi disc reading is that rope that I mentioned, it's marked in 10th of a meter increments. So you lower this disc into a water col- column until the alternating pattern of black and white on the disc is just barely visible. And at that depth where the disc is no longer visible, that's what we call the Secchi depth. Okay. Okay. That's pretty cool. So tell us a little bit about how this year's data collection went. Yeah, it it went great. So our collection is made up solely of citizen science volunteers. Uh, 
We supply them with a Secchi kit, and that contains a Secchi disc, some sampling bottles, a map of their sites, and as well as some instructions and some data sheets. Uh, with this data, we get a snapshot of water quality conditions throughout the entire lake, but within a couple of hour period. Now, this year, because of COVID-19, we were kind of forced to reduce the number of volunteer teams that collected with us. Ordinarily, we'd have about 40 teams and we'd duplicate every single site. But this year, we were limited to 21 teams and we were only able to duplicate about 20% of the samples. Now, duplication is used because we want to determine the accuracy in the citizen science collected secchi depths. Okay, great. Um, so why do we collect these techie readings? I mean, you mentioned that it tells us about water clarity, but what, what else can you find out from those data? Yep. So what we use a lot of this data is to observe changes in water quality from year to year. And really the biggest piece is more of a public relations, uh, engagement tool. So we share these results with the public and we can inform them that the ecological actions of the community can have a direct effect on their drinking water reservoir. So okay. it's great to see um, when people can see this data and understand what's going on and why. Okay. So you mentioned that you'll get um, a greater, um, well, I guess you have higher water quality closer to the dam, mostly because the water is deeper is there any other reason that you see those big changes because to me that would suggest that the water is cleaner near the dam and i know it's more complicated than that yeah i mean you've pretty much got it correctly um the the number one factor in all of that is really the velocity of the water so okay. if you've been in the headwaters of uh, beaver watershed you, you you can see that the water is physically moving pretty quickly by you um but as more and more of that water starts to collect in our reservoir, the velocity of that water slows down. And without that velocity, those suspended sediments are allowed to settle out. So the lake is naturally kind of filtering itself by the time the water gets to the dam. Okay, very cool. How does the Beaver Water District specifically use that data that we collect? Sure. Yeah, each year we compile a report with really easy to read, uh, color-coded maps, graphs, figures, things like that. And we illustrate how secchi depth, chlorophyll A, and other nutrients like nitrogen and phosphorus change along the headwaters to dam transect. And so we also examine how the lake is different from year to year, as well as building a long-term water quality trend data set. Um, additionally, we upload all of this data to an international database called the Secchi Dip-In Database. And what this allows is to make apples to apples comparisons of water clarity around the world. Oh, wow. That's really neat. Um, I heard that you are doing some of your own research around Beaver Lake. That is super interesting. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, in graduate school, my advisor and I uh, developed a simple, easy to use phosphorus loading model. And what a phosphorus loading model is, it, it just estimates how much phosphorus is going into the lake because um, a lot of those microorganisms, they feed on that phosphorus. So if there's an overabundance of phosphorus, you can have algae blooms. So 
we developed this really easy model and it uses Secchi depth to estimate the amount of phosphorus in a water body. And what's really novel about this one is there are lots of phosphorus loading models out there that are being used, but almost all of them are computationally and data intensive. Our model uses a simple, widely accepted steady state model coupled with some reservoir limnology theory ideas, and it derives this load estimate. And what we found so far in year five is that the load estimates from our model are very comparable to these heavy-handed and data-intensive models. So that's really cool to me. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Um, so because 2020 has been different in all sorts of ways, um, we know that Secchi Day looked differently this year. Um, what can you say about the virtual science fair that Beaver Water District has going on? Wow. Well, first off, I want to send out kudos to our educational team and to all of our partners. I mean, they absolutely knocked this virtual Secchi Day Fair out of the park. They <laughs> did such a great job. So this year, because of COVID-19, we were kind of forced to hold the education component online. And so this year we had about 25 exhibitors that submitted almost 75 exhibits. Um, and these exhibits can all be found on the Beaver Water District website, which is bwdh2o.org. And when you navigate to the website, you'll see a virtual Secchi Day link. And when you click on that link, you'll be able to explore many aspects and many lessons from our STEAM, which is science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. All of this, all of these lessons revolve around our STEAM curriculum. You can also win prizes. There's lots of really, really great stuff on that website. That's awesome. Um, the best part about having it virtual is that you can just keep going back. It's not just a one-day event anymore. Um, you can just continue to learn and to explore all of the all of the materials that are on there. It's Ab really a neat thing. Absolutely. And that's, you, you just nailed it right there because there, there really is no uh, specific kind of end date for this Secchi Science Fair. You know, the collection, it happened on Saturday. It's done. Well, our education component is going to live in perpetuity because the intention is for uh, all of this, uh, all of these lessons to be kind of durable and, and generally timeless. So we're just going to leave those up on the website um, for as long as we can. That's great. Well, thanks again, Matt. We really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you very much, Carrie. I'm so glad I got a chance to talk with you today. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. To view the calendar for our upcoming virtual programs, visit our website, beaverwatershedalliance.org. For more information on Beaver Water District's virtual Secchi Day Science Fair, visit bwdh2o.org. Please share the podcast and be sure to keep tuning in.